Hello friends and welcome to Mendu Disney, episode number 11, Who's Hungry? My name is Pete and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up everybody? And Tom. Hey, how's everybody doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Well, guys, I, I, I want to say, and this is very appropriate based on our episode last week, I went to Carowinds this past weekend and experienced the difference between a theme park and an amusement park. Now, the rides at Carowinds were amazing, but I got lost no fewer than 27 times, and I also smelled that dirty trash, trash can smell. So, pretty disappointing, although the Fury roller coaster is pretty amazing. Well, I'm glad to uh, glad to hear that our episode rang true on your trip to uh, to Carowinds. Not only that, my brother also lost his car keys uh, first ride of the day. So make sure if you go to any amusement park that you secure your car keys. And that doesn't just go for amusement parks; it also goes for Epcot at Walt Disney World. Um, the last time Peter and I both went. Um, Peter accidentally lost his keys on Test Track the very first ride of the day, but luckily that ride doesn't go upside down, and he was able to find them in the seat next to him when and we exited I think the ride. We, I, think, I think we have the ride photo of the exact moment where we both realized that my keys were missing. We'll, we'll try to get that up on the Twitter at some point. So um, tonight we're going to talk about the Disney dining plan. We're going to talk about this is going to be a trip planning episode. So we're going to talk a little bit about the dining plan. We're going to talk about whether or not it's worth it from a price standpoint, uh, some of the advantages and disadvantages. But before we get into that, Tom, what do you got for news tonight? Yeah, got a lot of items, uh, a lot of items to cover tonight. I'm going to start with the My Disney Experience app. Uh, if, if you're, you know, most of us are probably familiar with it. If you're not, it's an application that you download on, on your smartphone, and uh, it'll help you kind of navigate your Disney trip. But uh, the My Disney Experience app now uh, allows you to do uh, room check-ins on the app. Uh, guests staying at Disney Resorts will now have the option to use Disney's online check-in service through the actual mobile app. Uh, this feature will give you an opportunity to start your check-in process up to 60 days out. Uh, it'll give you an option to do some room requests uh, and uh, credit card information and authorize any charges uh, from there. So I think that's a- another addition they have to that app that you know, our, our hope is that mobile ordering will soon uh, have the Disney dining plan through that app uh, instead instead of not being able to do that. Uh, next piece of news, we're going to head over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, they're having a little bit of a character shuffle, and I actually think it's appropriate. Uh, Timon will now be at Discovery Island daily, uh, Timon from The Lion King, and he will be replacing Tarzan. Uh, that change will happen at the end of September, beginning of October. Uh, honestly, our last trip, there, there's not a ton of Lion King stuff really out there right now. No, there's not. And Timon is, is by far my favorite Disney character. He's, I don't, I don't know why. I love that little meerkat. And, and let's face it, the Tarzan is creepy. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Um, where else <laughs> Why is he creepy? He, he just, he looks creepy i don't know he's got that big like kind of dreadlocked wig on 
Uh, but most of the time, it's a really skinny little guy, and I, I, I don't know. It just he looks really creepy. So you'd like him to be buffer? Uh, I mean, yes, I would prefer a buffer Tarzan, I guess. You know, I I, I don't know where you're going with that, but but yeah, I think I think look, if you're going to be a a buff Disney character, that a buff Disney employee needs to portray him. Hey, good example, Gaston, typically big guy. Has to be, has to be. Because he's not Gaston otherwise. And he has to be able to do one-armed push-ups. And he has to be able to fight like Gaston. And, mm-hmm. know, little guy can't do that. Moving right along. Gonna gonna swing in, no pun intended, on the Tarzan, into Hollywood Studios. Uh, Muppet Vision 3D recently had an unplanned refurbishment. It's supposed to be opening today, uh, which is August 2nd. This is the day we're recording. Uh, I don't have any new news as to what the refurbishment was for, Pete. You know, hopefully we have some stuff for you next week's episode, unless Pete has something now. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that was about. Uh, I mean, really, unless something happened with the animatronics, or I, I really couldn't tell you what it's about. I don't, I don't know. It was so. it, at least it was short. Uh, you know, Hollywood. It, it was short, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of moving pieces where that ride would need to close for an emergency refurbishment. I was going to say, my guess would be some, one of the animatronics. Uh, moving on, staying in Hollywood Studios, the final piece of the Slinky Dog Dash has been installed. Uh, again, the Slinky Dog Dash will be a family roller coaster that will be located in Hollywood Studios and planning to open uh, summer of 2018. I'm sure we have some, we can put some aerial footage up. Uh, we found some pictures online um, just to give you a full, a full view of the... Um, you know, the entire roller coaster. Uh, moving on from here, Grand Avenue will be opening this fall. And if you've been down to the Muppet court, uh, Courtyard recently, you may have noticed that Disney had been working to repaint a few of the items from the former Streets of America that face the construction walls. Well, Disney did, uh, didn't say anything about this, but it looks like they were painting them for a reason and the color scheme is important. Uh, looks like Disney will be making this a new land. So it'll be called the Grand Avenue land. Uh, land will represent colors and designs to recall the look of vintage office buildings and warehouses that are commonly found in Los Angeles. Uh, and there will, there, unfortunately, there won't be any major attractions, but there will be a new tap room. It'll be called the Baseline Tap House, and it'll be opening as well in the fall. Yeah, so moving right along to Epcot, they uh, also have, have joined in the mobile ordering uh, fad that's going on at Disney World. They will begin. They began this process this week. Uh, and they're going to continue to add restaurants moving forward. So far, they have the Electric Umbrella in Future World. I think the next restaurant expected to launch is Liberty Inn on August 7th. Uh, so, so beginning of next week. Moving into Disney Springs, uh, there is a new Star Wars store coming to Disney Springs. The Fun Friends store in the marketplace at Disney Springs closed last week uh, for a refurbishment. Now it's been confirmed that it will reopen later this week and it will have a new name and will sell Star Wars merchandise. In addition to this, the Star Wars portion of Once Upon a Toy will close this week to make way for the new Star Wars store experience. And last but not least, a big piece of news. I'm going to let uh, let Pete take it. It's in Magic Kingdom, and it's one of his favorite rides. And it looks like it's going to be closing for a little bit of a lengthy refurbishment. Yeah, like two months, I think, right? I think it uh, opens again November 16th. Yep. I'd, I'd much prefer the refurbishment that was at Muppet Vision. If I'm being honest. Yeah, 100%. So so Splash Mountain is closing for a very lengthy refurbishment. Not the typical time when it closes in the winter. This is kind of more of a 
fall, early, you know, late late summer, early fall refurbishment. I, I think this is because some of the animatronics are starting to show some of their wear. And Disney realizes this and realizes that it's going to take a little bit longer than the normal refurbishment period to kind of get it back up to scratch. So, Thomas, this might interfere with your trip to Disney, huh? I hope not. I, I was looking at the dates earlier. I think it's August 28th to November 16th. If everything goes as planned, Ooh, pushing it. That's that good. We'll be, we'll be cutting it close because I'll be in, uh, in in the Magic Kingdom early in December. So yeah, hopefully everything comes back online, and you know it doesn't. It's not extended any. Uh, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be cold anyway. You know, you try to ride Splash Mountain at night, you're not gonna have a good time. I'm gonna have a blast. I'm gonna have. A blast. I, I think yeah. you have a great time any any time you ride Splash well, Mountain. Well, I, I tell you, and and just a a short story here as to why. Splash Mountain is my favorite ride. My brothers and I, I've got two younger brothers, went to Disney when I was back in high school. So many, many years ago. And so Splash Mountain was closed and reopened about about an hour and a half or two hours before the, the park closed that night. So this must have been at about 10 o'clock with a midnight closing of the Magic Kingdom. And we were actually able... There was nobody in the park. This was Christmas Eve. Nobody in the park. We were actually able to ride Splash Mountain about 15 times in a row. Pretty much, we would come back through the station. They would say, you guys want to want to stay on? We'd stay on. So we were able to ride it, the three of us in a log, over and over and over again. And, you know, so it's it's be, it's kind of become my favorite ride at the Magic Kingdom just because of that. Took my wife on it recently it was closed on the first trip my wife and i went but the second trip took my wife on it made her cry the first time around she was not pleased with the ride but uh she did stay on it several times with me we ended up riding it three or four times that trip so i think she's kind of learned to appreciate it like i have in that time period i mean it's one of the i really it's one of the best rides. i really don't think there's a I i don't think there's a better ride at magic kingdom i think you know, between the length, the drop, you know, you've got your thrills, you've got your animatronics, you've got the dark ride component, you know, you've got some fake, fake scares when you go down slip and falls. So I, I don't know. It's to me, it is the perfect Disney ride. I think it kind of epitomizes what Disney's trying to create. And if any of you want to argue with me, I don't care because you're wrong. I <laughs> know. I agree with you, Pete. I think that's a great ride. It's one of my favorite rides. I do it every single time. I think. You know, we did our top five episode, Give Me Five. And I think I like the, the multiple drop aspect of it for the first time rider is amazing. I agree because you get faked out. You definitely get faked out. So disappointing. Hope it's open for your trip, Tom. Yeah, that'll be. You don't get caught on extended maintenance oh, or anything that'd be like terrible. that. How disappointed would you be? How disappointed was I when I went last, well, time before last and it was closed? I don't so. even know if disappointed describes it. Yeah, it happens. So. Anyway, let's 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 roll right into our main topic for tonight and we're going to talk about the Disney dining plan. There are at this point three Disney dining plans that are available for purchase. These are available for purchase for guests who are staying at a resort at Disney World. You can't stay off property and get these dining plans. So the three dining plans that are available currently are the quick service dining plan the disney dining plan and the deluxe dining plan all three of these have different costs they all have different benefits 
So briefly going through them, the quick service dining plan, which Tom is what you and I got on our most recent trip, yep. allows you two quick service meals per night that you are staying at the Disney Resort. It now allows in 2017 two snacks per night that you're staying at a resort, which has increased from the one snack you previously got. And it also gets you one refillable drink mug, which you can refill at the beverage kiosks at your resort. Now, these are not good, and, and every dining plan includes this. You can't take these to the parks, go to a restaurant, and say, fill me up. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I wish it did. I wish it did too, but... It, it does work at your resort in the food courts. You get unlimited drinks. Disney's got kind of a microchip system in these cups, so it kind of limits you a little bit to what you can get. But you do get pretty much unlimited drinks at your resort. Uh, the second dining plan that's available is the Disney dining plan. This gets you one table service meal, one quick service meal, and two snacks per night, as well as the refillable mug. Kind of the top-end Disney dining plan that's available is the deluxe dining plan this gives you three meals per night and really it gives you three three table service credits per night you can kind of mix and match these you can use them for quick service or table service as you see fit uh, but it also gives you two snacks per night and obviously this is going to be your most expensive option yeah and and, and there's a big jump to to go to that deluxe from a cost standpoint yeah, I mean, you're, well, I mean, there's a big jump between all of them, right? So you're looking at roughly $50 a night for the quick service versus roughly $70 a night versus a, the Disney dining plan versus roughly $110 a night for the deluxe dining plan. But as we'll get into, if you really want to take advantage of some of the dining options that Disney offers, you're going to need this deluxe dining plan. Really quickly, let's, let's go through these plans. Uh, the quick service dining plan. Tom, as I mentioned before, we picked this dining plan on our last trip. And and the reason we picked it was because it's very, very efficient, right? Yeah, no, if, if, if you have a limited stay, uh, going to be there a shorter number of days, don't want to necessarily have reservations all over the place, you will be full from your meals. And it gives you flexibility. If there's a, a ride that just, you know, fast, fast suddenly came open and you don't want to eat yet, you don't have to build in that hour and a half, two hour uh, ADR into your day. Yeah, and for me, guys, like with this particular option, if I'm going with a group of, of friends, a group of buddies, you know, I'm not t trying to go spoil my wife or, you know, go have a great time at a restaurant that's, you know, a sit-down, fancy-type place, then this is what I'm doing. When men do Disney, for the most part, these are the kind of restaurants we go to for lunch and even for dinner because we're trying to move around the park quickly. Correct, and, and like both of you have alluded to, you don't have to make a reservation, so you are a lot more flexible with your dining plans. You know, if, if you, you can eat during those off-period times, you're not locked into a reservation. Now, that being said, you're a little bit limited in your food options. With the exception of Epcot, and to a certain extent Animal Kingdom, you know, you're going to get pretty much standard Disney fare. You're going to get burgers, you're going to get chicken strips, you're going to get french fries, maybe some salads, but, but your, your food is going to be pretty standardized. You're not going to have a whole lot of options there. And, and look, you're going to miss out on a lot of the restaurants that really make Disney dining great. I, I think, Pete, if you're somebody who's been before and who's done the dining plan or, or had an opportunity to see a lot of these restaurants, 
and to Matt's point, you're going with a bunch of buddies. You're there for one reason. You want to enjoy the parks and get on the rides most of the time, uh, you know, do Epcot around the world. Uh, and so these, I mean, there, there is some benefit to the quick service, uh, but I, I see what you're saying. You do miss some of the beautifully themed restaurants. And as Pete talked about earlier from a price standpoint, the biggest benefit with a group of friends is it's the most inexpensive option. You have all your meals taken care of. You eat when you want to eat. If two, two of your buddies or, you know, two, two people in your group want to go ride Space Mountain, but you're hungry, go ahead. You know, you can go to Cosmic Rays and you can wait on them. And then, you know, you guys can just mix and match your day. It's, it's the most flexible option on Disney property. Correct. Ab- absolutely. It, it definitely is. You, you're not all, you know, if you're with a group of three other people, you're not locked into a, say, a six o'clock dinner time. You can get dinner whenever you want. Now, I will say, if you were to break out the numbers, it's really not, it, it's a it's a deal if you want to stay in that Disney bubble. But if you don't do dessert, you don't really care about getting a soda, it, it's going to be more expensive. But if you do want the dessert and the drink and all that, it's going to almost be a wash. This is going to be a pretty common theme, and we'll talk about this a little bit after we go through the dining plans. But these dining plans are not some great deal. One of the advantages of these dining plans is it does allow you to kind of plan in advance. You know how much you're going to spend on food because you've already spent it. So you don't have to go hit the credit card up every time that you want to eat. My experience with with the quick service dining plan has always been using a snack for breakfast, a quick service lunch, and a quick service dinner. And I think I think that's kind of the most common experience. I think that's what most people are going to do. But you absolutely do. You have the option if you're going to go to a break. You know, if you're going to eat breakfast, eat lunch, you have the option to pay for for another meal. So the Disney dining plan is is kind of the next tier of dining plans. This kind of offers you the best of both worlds. This gives you one table service dining credit and one quick service dining credit per night, as well as the two snacks that you get with the quick service dining plan. Now, again, like we've discussed before, this this locks you into a reservation time. You can use this reservation for breakfast. You can use it for lunch. You can use it for dinner. You can use it wherever you want, but it does lock you into a time because, again, Disney Disney reservations... I mean, you, you have to make a reservation in advance to get into most restaurants at the parks. And for clear and for clarity here, Pete, you're talking about the table service meal, correct? That that's correct. Yeah. The, obviously the quick service meals you can eat whenever. We're not quite at the point where you can order that online and go pick it up. Fun fact, went to Chick-fil-A today, used their mobile app, walked in, walked out within two minutes. You had a great experience. experience. Yeah, great experience. I'm hoping Disney gets to that point with their quick service meal credits at some point soon, but we're not quite there yet. But yeah, so the table service, I would say 90% of the restaurants at Disney World, you need to have a reservation, which is going to limit you, right? If you get a fast pass during your reservation time, you've got a hard choice to make. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Um, and that's and that's the drawback. I think that's when like you're trying to plan around family. You're trying to do things fun with your children. You're trying to do a family activity, and you want to make dinner a big part of your day or lunch a big part of your day, whichever fits your schedule better. You can make that time for family, and you can have that. I mean, you can have a character dining experience in some cases where you know that that really does make a difference, and you might actually come out a little bit ahead because those are the more those are the more expensive 
meal options typically a character breakfast or dinner or lunch they are absolutely now i guess one thing we need to cover with these dining plans is that you do not have to use one table service credit per night so you could have a table service lunch and a table service dinner in the same day provided that you had two table service credits left you know going in the same direction you could use two table service credits on a dining experience that that costs two credits so you do have some options as when to use your credits it's not a use or lose it type system if you save all these the last day you can eat them oh it is it is a, I mean, if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, I'm saying on day seven, you could eat 18 meals if you wanted to. You could, yes. Yeah, so it, it's not like if you don't use it, you know, it's not like if you don't use one a day, you're going to lose that credit for that day. Yeah, I, I can explain it uh, maybe a little clearer than than we are now because we're all kind of trying to explain it our own way. On my last trip, I let my fiance book a lot of it. And she did not realize that it was per night. And so when you when you check into your your own uh, you know your resort, you're gonna have a total. Say let's just say you have four guests and you're going for five days, four nights. You're gonna see a total of sixteen quick service if you do this dining plan and sixteen table service. When you choose to use those, that's your decision. But you have to use them by your last day in the park. Obviously, you're not gonna get credited back for the meals you didn't eat. Yeah. And, and you can also use these for some of the shows that have, you know, like Fantasmic that has a dinner and tickets or lunch and tickets. I think Rivers of Light has something similar to Rivers right? of Light has it. Fantasmic. Has, I know Fantasmic's restaurants off the top of my head. I do not know Rivers of Light. Uh, I know Fantasmic is Mama Melrose's Hollywood and Vine and the Brown Derby, where you can do the uh, lunch or dinner package and get Fantasmic uh, priority seats, which is a Great idea, by the way. That's a great idea. It's a, it's it's you know it saves you using a fast pass mm-hmm. on Fantasmic. Pretty much, you can walk in there 15 minutes before showtime and, and be guaranteed a seat. Great seat too. I mean, you have a good view. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to me, and the last time I went to Disney with my wife, this is the dining package that we chose. We did the Disney dining plan. We went with one table service and one quick service a night. Now. There were some restaurants that we could not get in because we just didn't have enough table service credits. And 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 look, if you if you're to take this dining plan and you're to average it out over, you know, how many meals you get, it's it's expensive. You have to eat the most expensive thing on the menu and you have to eat every portion of your meal to make this worth it. All right, so let me I've actually already done the math while we were talking here. <laughs> if if you do the Disney dining plan, you're talking about five items that you can have throughout the day one of those is refillable refillable mug i'm sorry so you can use as many times as you want but you're basically paying 13 dollars 87 per table service meal per quick service meal for each snack and then as many drinks as you can get well i guess the one drink so you're talking about 13 dollars per item um going back to the quick service dining you're talking about nine dollars and 64 cents for each lunch, each snack, and then drink as many drinks as you can, you're still paying the same price. So it is expensive, but I do think that you know as you move down this, you're going to see more options. Well, well, keep in mind that that refillable mug is not good in parks. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's only what, what can you drink at your resort? That's why I kind of broke it down by item. Yeah, and and you know I don't I don't know that you can divide that cost out by 
five for every day that you're at the park because that refillable mug is a one-time thing. Yes, it's it's good for the entire duration of your stay, but you know, so it may be closer to twenty dollars a meal. For there the, you go. The exactly. Plan. So, but again, it's it's a, it's a good planning tool, and and we'll get into this a little bit later. But I do want to talk about the deluxe dining plan real quick. Uh, the deluxe dining plan is is three meals per day. You can use table service. You can use quick service. This is your best option if you really want to go to Disney and you want to eat. And you want to eat everything. And eat if, if you anything want to eat at you the want. Disney signature experiences. If you want to go to the character breakfast or you want to go to Le Cellier or you want to go to... Monsieur Paul's, this is this is the best plan for you. With this plan, you have the ability to use multiple table service credits per meal without running out over the course of the day. That being said, it's the most expensive plan. So for me, guys, like as Pete talked about earlier, you're talking about close to $107 per day per person for the deluxe dining plan. Pete, I got a question for you and Tom. Feel free to interject here. But... I would almost feel bad if I picked the deluxe dining plan and actually ate at a quick service restaurant. What do you guys think? I would think too, there? because because if you divide it out, if you look at the cost, that it's it's almost forty dollars per meal. Exactly. Right. If you ignore the snacks, it's almost forty dollars per meal. So you you really have to to eat at table service restaurants. And and look, I'm not doing this if I'm going to Disney for a short trip. If I'm going to Disney for a three-day or a four-day trip, I'm not doing this plan. Now, if I'm there for a 10-day trip, maybe, because you've got a lot more time. And at that point, I'd be okay with, with going and sitting in a restaurant for two hours or an hour and a half or whatever it may be. I think if you do the deluxe dining plan, and I think it's a great option. I love it. I would love to be able to go to Disney for 10 days or so. But I think you plan your trip around your meals. I think that you are going there to enjoy everything Disney has to offer from a cuisine standpoint. And the rides and the character interactions and the entire Disney bubble is secondary. I think that you kind of have to go there to eat. Well, and you, and you have the time. If you're there for that long, you have the time to do it. Exactly. You know, you're not focused on how many times am I going to get to ride Space Mountain. You're focused on where at the Magic Kingdom can I eat? You know, or at, or at Epcot or whatever park you happen to be at. You're, you are. If, if you're there for a longer time period, you, you absolutely have that luxury. For our, for our Mendu Disney trip, we did quick service because we knew that we wanted to get in and out of meals quickly in order to spend the most time on what we really wanted to do, and, and that was the attractions. So when you actually think about this and break it down, at least from my perspective, if I want to take my significant other to Disney World, I think that I would almost have to do something like this where the the park experience is not the main reason for going. It's going for leisure. It's going for enjoyment. It's going to have great meals, and the park is just an extra. It's where you're, the, whoever you're going with doesn't value the parks like we value the parks. It's kind of where I go there. And, and you have to judge that based on who you're going with. You know, my wife and I did the Disney dining plan. We ate at some great restaurants. You know, we ate at Be Our Guest for dinner. Uh, we ate at Beer Garden for dinner. We had a magical evening at Tony's Town Square. Yeah, the food wasn't great, but, but the view was incredible. So those experiences were worth the price that we paid for that Disney dining plan. Yeah, and... and- 
that that the the Disney dining plan, the middle of the road one is is my favorite. And to your point, we're still getting to dine in a lot of those nice restaurants. You know, we have Boma, we have Ohana, we have Be Our yeah. Guest, we have mm-hmm. um, what's another one that we have that was a big one, Mama Melrose's, but they're oh Coral Reef. Uh, and so you, is Coral Reef is one credit really? It is one credit. I wasn't aware of that. And then what what about Cinderella's Royal Table, my favorite place? That's two credits, and we didn't want to burn them there. Um, I will say, just an update, always check those ADR times. I got mine moved again today from 6.50 to 7.30. So, Where? At Coral Reef. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, the last thing I'm going to say about this, though, is if you do go the deluxe dining route and you're going with your significant other, you're going as a couple, and you're going to stay for five days – you are committing to pay $1,056.80 just on food. So that's a big price bump, and I know that me and my wife do not spend that much money on food in any month of the year. Well, but you got to think, it's it's Disney, right? So yeah. you know, you're going to spend $40, $50 bucks a person a night without tip on, on food, without tip, yeah. without alcohol. Exactly. You know, you're going to spend it. So that kind of gets into... Why use a Disney dining plan? Number one to me is this is extremely convenient. You know, you you pre-plan all your meals for the most part. Maybe not with the table service, but but you are in a sense because you're pre-paying for all these meals. Everything's done through your magic band. You don't have to have a wallet with you. You don't have to carry cash. So it, it makes it really convenient. Look, there's about 140 restaurants at Walt Disney World that you can choose from with this dining plan. There's a massive amount of choices that you have. Uh, you, you have a ton of choices. There's options for everybody, right? Uh, 100%. And one thing I do want to touch on, I don't think the tip is included in this Disney dining plan option. So make sure you do tip your waiter or your waitress because you know, that, that's still what their livelihood is, even as a Disney employee. There are a couple restaurants that the tip is included, but for the most part, that's correct. The tip is not included. And and I can hit on that from one of my last trips. I, I you know of course told the lady we were going to be leaving a tip and everything. Just make sure that she gave me the bill and we were on the dining plan. And she said, you know, I really appreciate it. And I asked her. I said, hey, I just curious. Does this dining plan give you any kickback? And she said, no. And unfortunately, Disney does not always portray that. And so, those, please tip your waiters and waitresses. Uh, they work really hard for for the money they earn there. They do, and you know, for the most part. Well, I won't even say for the most part. I've never had a bad experience with a waiter or a waitress at a Disney restaurant. And that goes right into the Disney touch, which is also something that, you know, it's it's a little bit, but you tip them, if not just for their service, but for the Disney touch. Pete's told countless stories where his evening or an evening for someone around him has been enhanced by the Disney touch. And that's a waiter, that's a waitress that is doing the extra little bit to make your vacation your, your leisure time, your time away from the real world, amazing. Well, and, and just to get into that a little bit, I can think of three examples right off the top of my head that really epitomize this. First, you've got Hollywood Studios, the sci-fi dine-in theater. You eat in cars at a drive-in movie. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for like, Pete, like for someone like me, maybe not you, Pete, because you're older than I am, but I never experienced, you know, like 
a drive-in movie. I never did that. I never went there. And, and maybe the food is not the best, but but look, it's still it's about the experience, right? Number two, Le Cellier at Epcot, arguably the best steak. And and this was more true in the past, more so true in the past than it is now, but arguably the best steak at Epcot. I I wouldn't have a you know I wouldn't turn down a steak from Le Cellier. Now, if you told me Le Cellier or Victoria and Alberts, I mean obviously I'm okay. But but going back Alberts, going back to Le Cellier though, Pete, you go to Le Cellier, you enjoy a nice steak, you enjoy your meal, and then you walk out into the gardens of Canada, and that's a nice eat. I mean, you can't recreate that other places. No, you can't. Now. If it were, say, at the France Pavilion or one of the pavilions that actually had something to do, it would be a little bit better. But we're not going to get into that. So, number three, Cinderella's Royal Table. Who doesn't want to eat at the most iconic building at Disney World? I know you did, Matt, when you were a small wee tyke. I mean, when I was younger, like I said in the past podcast, that's where I wanted to go. We went there once and it wasn't enough for me. I loved it. I don't know how you top that, man. Like, when you think of Disney as a kid, I mean, what's the very first thing you see before every Disney movie? You see Cinderella's Castle. And don't get me wrong. You can pay for these experiences with cash, but we've talked about the Disney bubble before. There's something about swiping your magic band, not having to pull out your wallet, not having to pull out your credit card that just... It makes it that much better, right? So sometimes... Disney offers this dining plan, well, the quick service dining plan, Yeah, mm-hmm. at no cost when you book a Disney vacation. This is typically during the slow time at Disney. It's typically for very limited periods. You typically have to stay at a moderate or a deluxe resort in order to get it. Now, particularly this year, they've changed that up a bit. You know, you're not going to get this book in the cheapest room at all-star sports that you can i think this year at coronado springs you got the quick service and then mm-hmm. if you stayed at a deluxe maybe you got the disney dining plan or something like that so 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 guys like for those of our listeners that don't don't know how to do this how do you figure out where you can do this and what times so it's, it's all on the disney website one of the best resources that i've found for this is mousesavers.net Mouse Savers has got a whole trip planning section. They're very good. They're very up to date. Uh, so, so check them out if you do need some help. But, but it, again, it is all on the Disney website. You can also talk to a travel agent. There's a lot of travel agents out there that will monitor your trip for you. If something better comes up or for a better offer comes up, they'll make that change for you. So if you do want to get this free dining plan and Free dining is a very controversial topic among Disney aficionados. There are some that say it's not worth it. Don't even bother trying to get it. There are some that say it's the greatest thing ever and stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning trying to get it. You know, in my opinion, it is it is what it is. If you're already planning a trip when they're offering free dining, why not take advantage of it? But I wouldn't specifically delay my trip just to try to get free dining. And I agree with that. I, I do think that, you know, anytime you get free dining, stay in the Disney bubble a little bit more, why not do it? Right, Tom? I mean, I'm all about the Disney bubble. I, I'm a, uh, I'm in and out on the free dining thing. I, I like the, the Disney dining plan, and so 
it didn't uh you know, it wasn't worth it to go to a deluxe level hotel and then get that for free, in my opinion. But well, it's it's all a cost benefit. You know, you decide you know where the cost or the benefit outweighs each other, and that's what you decide to do. And Disney's not going to mm-hmm. lose money on this. I mean, they've got this plan. They've got a lot smarter people than you and I working well, on this. Right? Well, that's what that's why they do it in the off season when times are <laughs> slow. They're just trying to get a little more, little more coin in their pouch. Kind of the last thing I'll talk about is. This is really good to pre-plan your trip, to set aside, this is how much money we're going to spend on food, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. It keeps you in the Disney bubble, but it also keeps you from pulling that credit card out of your wallet and swiping it every time you want to go eat. Now, that being said, you could get a prepaid credit card and do the exact same thing. If you don't spend your prepaid credit card, you don't lose it at the end of your trip like you would with a Disney dining credit. But why hassle? But Tom, how many how many snack credits did we have left over at the end of our trip last time? At least six. Yeah, I, see, I thought in total nine. It it could have been nine, but I know it was at least mm-hmm. six. And and what did we do? We we tried to we bought sodas, we bought apples. I mean, we bought uh, sodas, Rice Krispies, and apples. <laughs> because we were driving, and so it was what can we eat on the way home? Exactly. So. You know, a prepaid credit card does the exact same thing for you, and you don't lose it at the end of your trip. Granted, it breaks your immersiveness a little bit, but, you know. So, and, and, and that kind of leads into reasons why the Disney dining plan may not be your best option. First off, you're not going to save money. Let's face it. This is not any cheaper than going to the restaurants, buying the meals, paying, paying the price that's on the menu. It's really not. There are no non-Disney restaurants on property. So, in other words, if you're eating anywhere in Disney World, you're eating at a Disney restaurant. You're going to pay Disney prices. You know, the only the only way you can get around this is if you're staying at a villa that has a kitchen or if you're staying at the campgrounds or if you're staying at a cabin at Fort Wilderness and you can go back and you can cook dinner or if you're going off property to get food, that's the only way you're going to not pay Disney prices for your meals. So, you know, why not pre-book this? Why not get it out of the way, get your costs out of the way, know what you're going to spend on food? Uh, I think that's the, one of the best. I mean, that's the biggest benefit mm-hmm. in but, my opinion. But, but to me, the, the biggest problem with the Disney dining plan is like we've talked about, it's a use it or lose it system. So if if you have a table service credit left over at the end of your trip and you don't use it, it's gone. You you know, you don't get reimbursed for that. Now you can trade that in for snack credits, but but again, you've got twelve snack credits at the end of your trip. What do you do with that? And and my wife and I primarily used our snacks for breakfast. You know, we'd get an apple or we'd get a donut or you know, whatever you use a snack credit for, we would use that for breakfast. So when my wife and I went and we had the Disney dining plan, I think we had one snack credit left over at the end of our trip. Mendo Disney, I think between the four of us, we had something like nine or 12 snack credits left and we just had to buy stupid stuff in order to just burn these credits because there's really nothing we could do with them. You know, my kind of opinion on, on the dining plans just in general is this isn't something you're going to save money on. This is this is something that um, at, at best you're going to get the benefit of 
I've already paid for all this. I don't have to worry about it. So from a planning standpoint, it's great. But if you're looking to be thrifty, there are a lot more ways to be thrifty. Yeah, I mean, I'll give my opinion. I'm, I'm always with the Disney dining plan. I guess the level of which one I choose depends on the, the crowd I'm going with. And then uh, in some cases, I actually will plan my trip around a restaurant I can get. Uh, so I'm a big believer in it, and I think everyone uh, should at least give it a try once. So I'm on the same page with Tom. I'm a big fan of the Disney dining plan because of the fact that it leaves me in that Disney bubble. I don't have to worry about paying for my food. Plus, like Tom said, I've been at the point where I've planned my trip around what dining reservations I can get. You know, Be Our Guest stands out. I plan my day at Magic Kingdom around the day that I can get a Be Our Guest reservation. So, yes, I'm absolutely doing the Disney dining plan. Like Tom said, what level I choose depends on what type of trip it is, if it's a quick service, a deluxe, or just a Disney dining plan. Anyway, let's roll right into the Disney secret. Uh, if you remember last week, I asked, asked you guys, uh, what was the shortest ride in Walt Disney World at a minute and 13 seconds long? And I predicted that Matt would not get it correct off air. It, it's The jury is still out if he actually got it correct because he kind of just started throwing rides at us like repeatedly without us. I, I heard five different rides in like a 30-second period. So this was the, – the answer was one of the correct. rides that he threw out, but it was correct. not the first one that he threw out. Well, you, can, you want to tell him what ride it was? It was the Barnstormer, right? Correct. One minute and thirteen seconds long, and, and we'll we'll continue to mix it up with you know with a secret or a trivia question. But uh, for this week in particular, we have another secret. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites actually. Uh, so here goes nothing. At Walt Disney World, you can buy nearly anything you can think of with Mickey Mouse on it. Watches, shirts, hats, you name it, they have it. But there is one thing you cannot get. And it's anything with the color of his shorts. The exact shade that they use for Mickey's shorts uh, are proprietary and will never be shared publicly. I mean, they're red, right? I think I have a pair of boxers that are the mm-hmm. color of Mickey's shorts. You sure don't. Maybe accidentally. So that's all we have this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments... Please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week.